Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the 415. My name is Raina Starr. Along with me, as always, is my fabulous co-host, the incredible Star Bustamante. The 415 is brought to you on the auspices of Desperate House Witches and The Wild Hunt. Please support wildhunt.org. Give it all your love. It is the pagan paper of record, and we don't have enough of that on our side. And it's real journalism, so yeah, there's all that too. However... For this show, as always, the opinions expressed on 415 are those of myself and my co-host and not a reflection of the Wild Hunt or anybody else, any of their subsidiaries, blah, 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 and all of that good stuff. I think I've made that fairly clear. There will be cursing on this show because anything that has Rain of Star on it, you better know there's going to be some swearing. Anyway, let's get into it. Hey, Star. Hey, how you doing today? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I was kind of upset on Wednesday because of the loss in Virginia. Um, Youngin got in. Am I saying that right, Youngin? I believe so. Okay, yeah, what a name. Dude, change that. Anyway, um, yeah, so Terry McAuliffe took a, a defeat on that. I have to tell you, I'm, I'm not surprised that that was a loss because anybody who's studied politics or been watching politics and the Democratic Party for a number of years have seen the various and sundry hats that Terry McAuliffe has, has worn. And while ter- Terry McAuliffe is a great guy, I have to say he is not the most compelling candidate I've ever seen. He's kind of reminiscent of an exciting Al Gore from 1980. If you can, if you follow that. Yes, I'm dating myself. I'm an older person. We have to deal with that aspect. But the fact is, is that, you know, Terry McAuliffe, like I said, great guy, uh, very supportive of democratic ideals. However, um, not the most compelling candidate. And to be honest with you, I don't know if anybody was in the race aside from those two people. So I'm, I'm really not surprised. Now, everybody is saying that this is a big deal, that this is somehow the, the in, excuse me, the indicator of th- how things are going to go in the midterms. And the thing that's frustrating is that the pundits all made mistakes during the whole Trump thing. So I'm wondering how much credence we're supposed to apply now to a post-Trump world where anything is possible. I don't think all the standard rules that we used to follow apply anymore. For example, the rule that the president always loses uh, seats in the Senate and the House during the midterms. I, I, to be honest with you, there's a couple of seats there that are being occupied by people that I don't really think of as Democrats, even though they have that D by their name. Uh, I'm looking at you, Mansion and Cinema, but whatever. That's my thing. Um, I just, I, I just don't think the rules apply. 
So I, I want your take on what happened Wednesday night. What are you, what are you thinking? Well, so I think that, um, first of all, I mean, you're absolutely right in that, uh, I mean, there's even such a thing that um, that is being referred to as uh, the Trump effect, uh, because mm-hmm. in every election where he has been um, active, it has tended to skew the results, right? So, like, the polls in advance, I mean, if you look at what 2016 looked like, mm-hmm. um you know, it was all over the place. None of the none of the polling was anywhere even near correct. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and also I want to point out that we still have not. There still has not been a really thorough um, investigation of any of the the alleged, uh, you know, weirdness that happened in two thousand and and sixteen, uh, because once. Trump took power and placed his own people in office. I mean, you know, it was all a witch hunt, no matter what anyone said. Um, and then, of course, mm-hmm. they flipped all of that on its head when with 2020. But the main point here is that I don't think that we have a really good grasp on what the way people that are, are going to vote. Um, and mm. so... As much as the pundits are talking about how bad this was, uh, I don't know that I agree with that. Because if you look at across the board in very general terms, the things that people support and are interested in seeing uh, there be more of, like, I mean, like over 70% of the country supports access to health care. Um, you know, that's more than, you know, that's two-thirds of the country, uh, basically. So I, I think that uh, when you look at issues like that, the majority is clearly in favor. Uh, just like this uh, whole thing with the uh, paid time off, which, I mean, there have mm-hmm. been some really, like, crazy statements uh, by some Republicans, uh, particularly the awful woman in Colorado, um, Bobert or Bobert or whatever the hell her name is. Lauren uh, Bobert. Lauren Bobert, yeah. Yeah. Who, like, did this crazy post about how, you know, she was giving birth to X amount of kids and, you know, that she didn't have time to, you know, to go, you know, to take time off and go to the spa or whatever because she was busy raising her, you know, giving birth and raising children and gave birth to one of her kids in the cab of her truck or whatever. Like, completely missing the point of what, you know, paid maternity leave is actually for, um, one would hope so that you don't have to deliver your child in the cab of a, of, of a like, I don't know, there was no explanation of that, yeah. but, but anyway, um, yeah. but I mean, the Republicans are in the minority with this, you know, and uh, it's just, to me, it's very transparent that this is just, you know, yet another attempt on, on their behalf to, um to cater to that really, you know, white male and largely 
female uh, Republican base. But yeah. whether or not, whether or not, you know, I, I don't think the issue here is what the country wants as far as the majority. I think it's more of issue, an issue of who turns out to vote. So while right. there have definitely, there were definitely, we lost some races, um, but by, you know, so we lost, the Democrats lost the um, governor's house, you know, they lost the governor's race in, in Virginia. However, mm-hmm. Chris Murphy retained his seat as governor in New Jersey, which is almost unheard of, Um you know, but I will say, you know, the guy that he was running against was basically somebody that nobody had ever fucking heard of before. And he won by a pretty razor slim margin, which is not something yeah. that uh, that we should, you know, I mean, this is something we should all definitely take serious. But I do think that the losses that we did suffer um, are probably – they have the potential, in my opinion, to really galvanize people going into the midterms, um, which I okay. think is going to be, quite frankly, and I'm going to use a highly technical term here, a clusterfuck. Um, it, I, I think that, that shit is going to be all over the map. We're going to hear some of the craziest stuff that we have heard and, you know, like worse than probably when Trump was was actually running or in office. I just think it's going to be it's going to be pandemonium, and yeah. the level of dis and misinformation is probably going to be through the roof. Um, you know, so yeah. I think rather than you know bemoaning the losses and you know and placing blame here, there, or wherever, my suggestion to all of our dear listeners and also people who, you know, are very active in politics is we need to get our asses in gear and we need to move past this and we need to be focused. You know, what are we going to do now is what needs to be asked and how do Democrats or independents or progressives or liberals or whatever, supply your own label if it's middle to leaning left, get their message clearly out to voters and combat the level of myths and disinformation that is just swirling, swirling every, I mean, every day I see shit that I'm just like, uh, oh my God, this is so crazy. Let me, may, may I, may I give you an example Please, I would love an example. I love examples. So, um, a really crazy, um, so, uh, uh, Newsmax, uh, one of their correspondents, oh yeah. <laughs> of course, who had actually nice. been um, a White House correspondent for Newsmax, and for those of you who maybe do not know about Newsmax, they are just absolutely just, um, you know, if you think of Fox as being uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 as being, you know, a source of information, you know, so um, let's say that they are a number, you know, that let's say that we're going to say they're a number 8, um, just because... <laughs> 
for, you know, for, for myths and disinformation, we'll say they're a number eight because they do have, you know, a few people that uh, still continue to work there that, you know, like uh, Chris Wallace and, and a few others Chris who, are, who are actually, yeah, who are actually pretty good. But the rest of them, you know, they, they have Hannity and all the other nut cases that, that they just seem to collect. It's like they took a lint roller that only picks up nutty people, and they just they just rolled them all up. It's, Do you lie and are you crazy? Okay, good, great. Let me offer you a job. So Newsmax on that same scale would be like probably yeah. a 12. Okay, they're like off the charts, yeah. you know, <laughs> the, the, rivaled possibly only by uh, Onan or uh, – one American news, which is even even worse. Um, so, so that that's who Newsmax is, and and one of their lovely correspondents who covers the White House um, came out with this with this uh, little tweet proclaiming that um, basically her tweet said, "Dear Christians." The vaccines contain a bioluminescent marker called luciferase so that you can be tracked and uh, read the last book of the New Testament to see how this ends. Um, so wow. hilariously, yeah, hilariously, um, you know, she's drawing this, like, line – between the word uh, luciferase um, and connecting it to the word lucifer, which ironically, uh, uh, lucifer is Latin for light bearer. Um, Uh However, the, the reason that this word has that name is because it's for, it's, it's, it's the name of a natural um, enzyme, and it's uh, it has a luminescent uh, quality to it. Uh, in fact, a doctor, Dr. Angela uh, Rasmussen, uh, tweeted uh, about this nuttiness and uh, says, you know, PSA, the modern vaccine does not contain luciferase. And luciferase isn't named after Lucifer. It is a common biological reporter that produces light, which can be measured. Lucifer is Latin for light bearer. Luciferase is a natural enzyme that makes fireflies' asses light up, which I thought was just a perfect uh, response. So they've they've taken something that is a natural compound, which, just to be clear, is not in any of the of of the vaccines um and turned it tried can to turn just, it into this can can I just tell you if they had told me that the vaccination would make my tits light up I would have said give me the damn shots which I did anyway well, it would not have mattered to me well and I think it would have helped my husband find them easier in the dark what can I say but all jokes aside, well, come on. You know, it's that's ridiculous. I mean, they look for any excuse to go against policies that benefit them merely because, I don't even know what, because this whole pandemic came to light under Trump. The vaccines were developed, for the most part, 
during the Trump administration. And now all of the sudden, and Trump went out and said, get the vaccine, and they booed him. And you have now turned your your minions into mutants. They don't want to get it. They don't want to know about it. Now all of a sudden it's poison. It wasn't poison for your president, but now all of a sudden for everybody else it's poisoned. Why? Because there's a new administration, and all of a sudden, like magic, uh, a, a switch was turned to only get, and I put the term get in quotes, Republicans and and Trump supporters. This is so, could you imagine if people had had this attitude when the polio vaccine came out, rubella, I mean, the things that saved lives for years and years and years. Come on, people got to stop. Y'all have proven that you cannot handle a free-flowing information stream. You guys have proved, I mean, not, our listeners, because our listeners are smart people, uh, you know. Uh, but I will well, say, obviously, they the way, of course. Uh, but I do have to say that people who have access to information, uh, just the the the, I don't want to say the proletariat did, uh, the public, you know, everybody. Come on, I'm kidding. Um, you know, it just seems like folks can't handle the responsibility of investigating things that are easy to come by on the Internet and that the information superhighway is it's too fast. I think it's too fast for a lot of folks, and I think that's why, you know, the whole QAnon thing and the, you know, Jews will not replace us and, you know, just that, that high level of, of bad shit that people just want to believe is just too accessible without anybody feeling like they have to investigate actual facts. Again, a lot of these folks say that facts don't matter. I find it distressing. Well, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I do think that, um, I, first of all, I think that you, you kind of glommed some things together there that um, that maybe ought not be glommed together. Um, maybe. You know, I mean, I want to... <laughs> I want to be really clear that, um, you know, first of all, as far as this, this story goes, I mean, this is utter bullshit and people will, people will believe if, if something supports the beliefs that they already hold, then they're going to believe that and, and go to the mat for it. We've seen that over and over again with the vaccine, right. with, with all of this. Okay. Um, I also want to point yeah. out that this um, that this uh, reporter, her name is uh, Emerald Robinson. I use that term reporter, you know, loosely. Uh, Newsmax has has removed her um, as White House correspondent for for the time being. Whether whether that will uh, really? last or okay. not, uh, you yeah. know, is. But I'm well out, outcry from that was just like I mean extreme. They they got smacked so hard, it wasn't even funny. But um, the other thing is that you know I mean we do if everybody pretty much everybody is carrying around in their pocket a mini computer and you can pretty much look up just about anything. However, um, you know while if you or I search for something. You know, we know certain sites that we're gonna we're gonna we're not gonna believe anything that they say. 
because we know that you know it's not it's not accurate or or whatever but i think a lot of people really have do not have a good handle on um exactly how how the the internet works and sometimes you know there's a tendency to say that it's you know older people um you know people who aren't as familiar with the technology and there's a certain part of that is true but i also know plenty of young people who really don't understand how the internet works either so oh, yeah um, of course so that so there's so there's certainly and and yes there is a i mean it's like trying to pick one drop of water out of the out of the ocean uh or a specific drop of water out of the ocean if you don't really understand how how all of this works but i also think that you know one of the things that uh i think is important to note is the people who you know are anti-semitic and are racist and you know chanting things like you know you will not replace us are absolutely um racist and fascist and um and add some more if to that um and so i don't think you can just glom them in with everybody else because they're working to a specific end and i and i think that that's important to know you know well but what i'm talking about is people who don't want to look past anywhere past their nose for any kind of information, which is why these organizations get built, because they know that people are not going to pay attention, that people are not going to do a deep dive. Now, I agree with you to a certain extent, but to a certain extent I don't, and here's why. As a person who's an older person, which I am, no no shame in that, I understand the difference Yeah, I know. I understand the difference between an opinion piece and a news organization. And I find that people are just willing to read whatever their buddy sends them and take it as fact. There's got to be a point where we call people out for not going beyond what whoever sent them, which isn't even necessarily a news source Period. I got stuff sent to me in 2016 and as, as being sworn to as fact, and they were all opinion pieces. Not one of the pieces that was sent to me was actual journalism. Now, I don't know. Maybe it's me, but I know the difference between this person is telling me what they feel and this person is an actual credited journalist who you can investigate what they've done and where they were educated and what they've, you know, their, their schooling, their background, all of it. Um, and those are the people to pay attention to. You know, I know that, that's, but that's what I'm saying about information just zipping yeah. by and having too much of it. I do think that some folks are getting too much information and they don't know how to parse it out correctly, that was my no. Point. I, I, and I and I agree with that. But I also think that you have a couple of, of very distinct groups. You have people who yeah. are no, the, pro, right. the yeah. proliferators of yeah. uh, and disseminators of incorrect and false information. And it's not that they don't know yeah. that it's false. Okay, the majority of people who are putting out the things that are false and incorrect or presenting opinion as fact, they are very much aware of that. 
you know, and then on the other side of that, you have the hapless consumer who really doesn't understand. But And you are very correct. I mean, people, you know, we have arrived at a place where, you know, we're seeing a lot of identity politics um, yep. and that, you know, just because you believe something or because you have an opinion about something absolutely does not make it a fact. And, you know, and I'm sorry. Fox News is not a is not a very good reliable source uh, for information. Um, every now and then they do pop up and, and surprise us, but for the most part, you know, they are dealing more in propaganda and opinion than they are in actual hard news. Now, this doesn't necessarily apply sure. to Fox, you know, stations with news teams, uh, per se. Right. Um, and I think that that's an right. important distinction to make too. Um, you know, and Sinclair broadcasting is every bit as bad as, as Fox in, in that regard, but theirs is more, is more widespread, you know, whereas with Fox news, if you're not turning into Fox, tuning into Fox news, then you're probably not getting all of that. Whereas Sinclair right. is far more insidious. So, I mean, so I think that those are some important, uh, distinctions to make uh you know yeah. any reporter worth their salt is going to cite their sources uh, whether you're reading a story online you know like what the wild hunt does yeah. is when we say okay so this thing happened and this is you know where you know whatever it is we are linking to the story or we have a pagan commentator, you know, someone that we're going to for comment who is either directly involved or is an authority on whatever that subject is. Um, you know, now I will say that a lot of times uh, both Manny and myself write about things that are our, our area of expertise, you know, um, that, that we have yeah. either a degree or, or hold, you know, or have life experience that is uh, – meaningful enough that that we can make those assertions and feel confident in standing behind them. Um, you know, you don't mm -hmm. want to see what my articles look like sometimes before they get edited because there would be little red lines through them that say opinion, not news. Um, you know, but that's, I think that's true for, for anybody that, that writes on a daily yeah. basis or even weekly basis, you know, that you go back through and you're sure. like, oh, that's not good. I've got to take that out. But um, so, I mean, I think those are all important points, very important. Points. Absolutely. Um, Speaking of so, the wild hunt, I just want to interject. Support the wild hunt. Give it all your support. This is a prime example of why I keep saying it, because you do have to edit you do have to have real reporting. You do have to cite sources. All of the things that make journalism journalism are done by the Wild Hunt. So please give them all your support, wildhunt.org. Thank you. And, and I would like to add that anything that you read on the Wild Hunt will be clearly marked. If it's a perspective piece, uh, it's opinion. And it's also, you know, hashtag, it's tagged as opinion. And if it's news, it's tagged yep. as news. So, so there's not, um, you know, uh, you should be able there's to look no at it and see, you know, whether yeah. it's, whether it, which one it is. But um, so, do, so are we going to talk about January sixth? Oh gosh, yeah. Hi. All right. So, <laughs> uh, 
Okay. You know, the January 6th thing, I I see, I and I just saw this, like, literally about a half hour ago, um, that there's some kind, they're trying to gin up some kind of nonsense about Kamala Harris being missing, quote, unquote, during that time. More on that as we find out about it. I just, I just heard about that, and I don't know what any of the facts are about that, so I can't, I can't speak on it intelligently um, just to say that this is something that will bear further investigation, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, January 6th, they're looking for some hard evidence, boy. Woo! And you had mentioned that um, – there was some dirty dealings by Michael Flynn, general, former General Michael Flynn. Uh, what a surprise that there he, that he was threatening people and there were some bribes happening. I mean, what the fuck? This gets yeah, deeper every time we talk about it. It's like a pit that keeps giving. What the hell is happening? Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so a um, a guy that had run for office, uh, I think he was actually running to, he was planning to run to to try and fill uh, Pat Toomey's seat uh, in Pennsylvania, mm. uh, yeah. which I think he got, he didn't get enough votes or whatever, um, but he also owns or runs, operates. And in uh, a company that uh, collects uh, information and intelligence, and he has come forward and said that um, so that Flynn approached him and basically kind of uh, tried to extort uh, or influence him to buy the uh, the election the presidential election. And so this story's been out there floating around. Um, I'm not sure how much uh, traction it's getting, but if this is true, and he says that he's already turned over evidence, he's already spoken to and turned over evidence to the FBI. So who knows what's going to happen, happen with all of that. Um, Just, Today, um, where is that woman? Um, one of the January January six uh, uh, people who've been being tried was convicted today and sent to sent to jail. So I, I, I find that to be to be very encouraging. Um, I, and I think you know we're seeing more and more of these cases are starting to, you know, go to trial. And I think we're going to see more and more of those people uh, be charged and actually end up serving, serving time. So I think that, uh, I think that that's really, really important in where we stand with all this. But I also want to remind people, you know, there, there's, there's all of this uh, cry to, um, you know, that they need okay. to act now, they, need, they should be charging these people, why are they not, you know, why have they not charged Trump? Um, 
you know, all, all, all of this. And I think that basically it comes down to the, that they are going to be super careful. This is not something that's going to happen overnight. It takes time. It takes time for them to build a yeah. case, and they are not—they are not going to make any charges unless they are pretty sure that they can make them stick. I mean, plus it's a, regardless of how awful Trump was and how awful many of the people in his administration were, it's a pretty big deal when you're charging a former president or a high-ranking official like that with a with a crime, especially if you cannot make it stick. So I, yeah. I think all of that. It's worth remembering, and this shit doesn't happen overnight. Um, you know, I mean, it, it can take it yeah. a, a long time. Oh, and I just want to, and and in the January sixth thing, that was a, um, it was a clerical error. The government incorrectly stated that, and this is from the Washington Post. Government incorrectly stated that Vice President-elect Harris was present in the U.S. Capitol at the time of the attacks. She actually was not there at the time. She showed up after to cast key votes so that if anybody tries to tell you that she knew something, she didn't know anything, she wasn't even there, the government originally reported her presence incorrectly. That's all that was. So that was just a – I think that was a clerical error on their behalf, and that's the only thing that 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 was about. Okay, so that clears that up. but, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, you know, we think about justice as being this thing that's supposed to happen immediately. And, you know, you assume that when you get a new attorney's general, um, or attorney general, rather, that, you know, if, if they're on your side, quote, unquote, that all of a sudden all the bad guys are going to get locked up and go to jail. It doesn't work that way. That's not how the law works. As much as we might no. want it to, it does not work that well, way. So you're absolutely right. A case has to be before – you cannot bring a case that has holes in it because if you do, you have wasted not only time but precious resources, mostly money, um, and you don't get these chances just, you know, willy-nilly. You have to build a concrete case. And I think mm-hmm. the more time that is given to collecting the facts and getting as much evidence as possible is going to be very important, not in just this particular case, but also in, the, in another thing I'd like to talk about, um, the Manhattan D. Oh, wait, no, I'm stopped. I'm stopped. Go ahead. Okay, so I just want to I just want to clarify, um, you know, uh, Jenna Ryan is the real estate in, agent, okay, that I was that I was talking about a minute mm-hmm. ago, and yeah. they they can they they sent her to jail for sixty days, okay, and this is pretty significant because, um, you know, she was inside the Capitol, but I mean she did not mm-hmm. strike a police officer, um, you know, uh, I'm I'm not exactly sure. Um, all of of what she was charged with, but certainly being in inside the Capitol, and so for them to slap her in jail for sixty days, which she was like, you know, I, I'm not gonna, you know, I will never go to jail. Um, this is ridiculous. I'll get off on this, whatever. And um, which of course now she's blaming the media, but uh, so. The, the point is that this is significant that someone who 
you know, I mean, was kind of high profile and said, you know, it's a bunch of bullshit. I have every right to do this stuff and they can't, they can't charge me nor will they send me to jail. Well, they did in fact send her to jail for 60 days. So that's significant. And I think that it's kind of foreshadowing of what is to come. Uh, So I just, I just wanted to point that out. No, that's, that's very interesting. And I think that, you know, sometimes it happens a piece at a time. Sometimes it doesn't just rain like, you know, and and thunder. Sometimes it's a drip, you know, (laughs) where justice comes down a piece at a time. But, you know, when you have something that's fairly simple that there, that, you know, you don't have 9,000 people and I'm, saying that is a bloviated number obviously but if you have like if it's just a person acting in a certain way that's one thing when you're talking about like a conspiracy of bad action that's that's a whole bigger case to put together um so yeah i mean there's there's going to be i think more of these other types of prosecutions but when you talk about like huge corruption, huge uh, conspiracy, uh, not conspiracies, a huge, um, what's the word I'm looking for when everybody's in on it at the same time? Uh, uh, I'm losing my words. I'm old. Collusion. Yes. When you have which is not, that kind which of collusion. Is not a legal term. You, no, but it's, it's, it's a number. I, well, I don't use legal terms because I don't really know any uh, or that many. But when you when you have a whole bunch of people trying to do a shitty thing, yeah, you 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 know it's a lot of moving parts. So please be patient uh, with the attorney general. Uh, this stuff takes time. I don't know that we're going to have the same kind of outcome that we did. Remember Robert Mueller, and remember how we thought, oh Mueller's in, the shit's going down, blah blah blah, and it didn't happen. I, I don't know that it's the same. It, it, don't 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 concern yourself that it's going to be the same result. Yeah. No. Well, and I think that it's important to remember that the scope of what Mueller was allowed to do was very different from what mm-hmm. is happening uh, with the January sixth committee and with yeah. what. The, the DOJ and the FBI can do, okay? Very, very different yeah. thing. Yeah. Mueller was very limited in his scope. He presented his findings, and it was really up to Congress and the Senate to act on, on, on that. And because, yep. you know, there, there was not a majority uh, needed to, to push through on charges. I mean, they did go through. and I mean, shit, they... They tried to impeach Trump twice. You know, they were unsuccessful in that because they didn't have the votes. And and so I think if you look at it from that perspective, the same, you know, what we are talking about here is that uh, they are not going to move on anyone until they are pretty sure that they can get uh, get a conviction. So absolutely. You know, it's it's going to take time. I mean, it, you know, what I would like to see is that some of the main players in this be charged. 
before Biden is out of office. Because if Biden leaves, if if we lose the presidency and there's a Republican, there's less chance of there being of this being followed through on. But I also think that uh, I think that we're going to start to hear some things come out that are going to be so horrific that even the staunchest yeah. conservative is going to is going to you know. And I mean, in, in in private, it's important to note that in private, they are you know none of them believe any of the lies that Trump is peddling, you know, they're, they're riding the wave because it's keep, it's, you know, because they think it's going to get them elected, but also going back to the recent election of, of, of this week, you know, the only reason that Youngkin won was because he, he actively distanced himself from Trump and, you know, refused Trump's offers to come and campaign for him, you know, um, so I, I think that, you know, we're already starting to see it. We, it, it. We'll have to see how things shake out, but I think it's very likely that, um, you know, that's that's an important fact, and people need to pay attention to that. That's all I got. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, just, uh, just so folks are clear, Trump was impeached twice. He was not indicted. Uh, the Senate did not vote to uh, further uh, indict him or, or have a case about it, but he was, in fact, the first person to be impeached twice. Um, so <laughs> this guy is just a pool of crap that just keeps giving. So the Manhattan DA has convened a new grand jury uh, to do a deep dive into Trump Org. Uh, the Trump Organization, uh, <laughs> looking into how much they have evidentially to uh, – <laughs> I, I don't know what the final aim is anymore. I'm, I'm so lost. I just know that they are – they're looking into tax evasion. Um, <laughs> boy, if it could have been done in a business manner, Trump sure did it. He went through – and turned over like every law that ever was thrown in front of him. It's kind of amazing, you know. It's kind of like it's a power that that I consider to be like an anti-Bill Clinton. If you've ever met Bill Clinton, and I was lucky enough to do so many many years ago, there is this kind of power that some people have. Uh, some people would call it uh, extreme glamoring that he has. Uh, that enables you to just be enveloped by that person's personality. And uh, Trump has like the other end of that where he sucks people in and then he just like steals all their money. (laughs) It's hilarious. He doesn't pay his bills. He, He puts up golf courses in places that, People are swearing we'll never let him do it here, and they let him. I mean, it's just the weirdest energy I have ever seen <laughs> on two people that are so different. Just thought that was interesting. But, yeah, well, so we'll be true. hearing more. It's true. Yeah, I mean, it's some kind of a magical, I don't know what it is. I think it's a glamoring. They won't call it that, but I call it that. Um, <laughs> it's just the strangest. 
keep your eyes open for that. There's going to be more about that in the coming weeks and days. They are now looking at the evidence and seeing what they've got and, and gathering information, of course. And <laughs> So I also wanted to talk about, while well, we have about 14, 15 minutes left, um, this is a quick hour. i got to say, one more time, please check out wildhunt.org for real pagan journalism, and just real journalism. Uh, it's, it's not only about being a pagan. It's about being a person and getting real news. So check out wildhunt.org because they're not just reporting pagan-specific stuff. There's important stuff out there that the Wild Hunt does, and we really need to appreciate it, support it, and, and endorse it whenever possible. Wildhunt.org, thank you. Okay. Um, so what's this bullshit about this Texas lawmaker wanting to remove like over 850 books or 860 books? I saw, are we back to that? Is it 1950s and no one told me? What the hell is going on with that? Well, um, yes, um, apparently that is exactly what is happening. Um Jeez. So, yeah, we we reported on this uh, uh, recently, and um, yes, so uh, Manny wrote this up on on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm just astounded. I'm so sorry. So apparently this Texas governor thinks these books are pornographic, Greg Abbott, y'all ever heard Greg Abbott? Right, but, okay, first of all, um, you know, this is, so the lawmaker in question is a, um, is Representative uh, State House, Texas State House Representative Matt Krause, and, and within, within the the body of that article, yeah, they also talked about, um, you know some of the inflammatory things that that Abbott has said, um, which he did in fact, you know, uh, lean on the Texas Association of School Boards uh, to determine the extent to which uh, pornography or other inappropriate content it, it exists within public schools across the state, and to mm-hmm. remove it if if found um, i think well, well two hours you know, first, ago, it came out it came out 2 hours ago that greg abbott is now calling these books pornography um, <laughs> i'm like okay wow i mean what is the definition of and i guess i should have looked this up i should have looked up the definition of pornography and i did not so that is my failing and i apologize um but yes star is very much correct that this was originally a different uh uh lawmaker um and you know greg abbott has just uh, recently uh, you know, bandied up with this person to say that, yes, these books are pornographic. So here we go, more book burning. I thought these days were over. <laughs> oh, my God. So when it comes to the definition of of pornography, okay, um, 
the definition as far as the word, okay, um, applies to printed or visual material containing the explicit description or display of sexual organs or sexual activity um, that is intended to stimulate erotic rather than aesthetic or emotional feelings. Um, but I believe in in a legal term in in legal terms that you know like what the it's we kind of know it when we see it as to whether or not something is pornographic. Um, sure. You know, frankly, I don't know that this is gonna that this is gonna stand uh, or that anything is is gonna much come of this. I mean, really, what they are targeting in all of this. Um, are basically, you know, anything having to do with, uh, you know, LGBTQ stuff, uh, issues, you know, anything trans, um, you know, racism, uh, critical race, race theory, uh, misogyny, uh, you know, these are all uh, things that are in the books that, that this little darling in the in the state house objects to, um, but when it comes to actual pornography, so I mean I think you need to yeah. look at you know who are your baseline consumers of pornography, you know um, white men. <laughs> you better believe it. Yep. And, <laughs> le- and let's see what's the Venn diagram on those people and how many of them are you know. Uh, would bill themselves as conservative. Um, there's a pretty good overlap there, so we'll we'll see what really happens. Is. But I yeah. mean, I mean, you know, and I want to be clear that some of the, some of the books that um, you know that this uh, this uh, representative objects to, you know, there were some magic books, or magic books, um, some fiction books. Um, you know, like Margaret Margaret Atwood's uh, Handmaid, The Handmaid's Tale, uh, the graphic mm-hmm. novel. Um, but then, you know, you have and uh, have things like The Confessions of Nat Turner. Um, you know, which is a, I mean, a classic and um, was an award winning book. Um, but also, you know, you've got Things like the Indian Removal Act and the Trail of Tears, uh, medical ethics, moral and legal conflicts in healthcare, um, you know, a, a book on how prevalent is racism in in a America. Uh, not and the Amnesty International title, "We Are All Born Free: The Universal Declaration of Human Rights and Pictures." So they're defining all of these books as being, you know, problematic and, and you know, our, uh, what was his actual quote was that, um, that the list of 850 books that he wants removed, removed he feels makes students feel uncomfortable, um, that it might <laughs> make students feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, or any other form of psychological distress because of their race or sex. Um, so, I mean, the one other thing that I think it's important to note is that, uh, you know, a lot of the textbooks are edited in Texas, okay? 
lot of them I are produced, or they used to be. They used to be. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure that's 100% true anymore. But yeah. So, I mean, Texas is a dumpster fire, and also in Texas, what else is going on in Texas? Raina, you want to tell me what else is going on in Texas? Uh, no, I don't know what else is going on in Texas because I'm completely absorbed by this freaking thing. Um, I just want to mention before we go into the next thing about Texas, um, they are, you know, they're using this book, Gender Queer, uh, which was written by, and I'm going to butcher the writer's name, Maya Kobabi, um, and I apologize for if I butchered your name, um, but it's, you know, it's very disconcerting that they are trying to single out certain books and then not only the books that they're already citing as being problematic, but everything they're shoveling in behind it. Because I have not seen a list, the complete list of the 850, but I am telling you, I bet you there's something that everyone would object to in a list that size. So I, I just want folks to understand that when you start limiting what people can read you start limiting their worldview, and that's a really dangerous thing. Okay, what else is happening in Texas? <laughs> Sorry, my brain went fits. <laughs> yeah, that, that happens a lot when we talk about Texas. Um, so the <laughs> other little thing that, that you, you may recall from not, not the too uh, distant past is they passed a really horrific – um, oh, the law. Restricted. the law. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Oh, God, the abortion laws. Oh, my gosh. How did I even let that out of my brain? Yes, please continue, because I believe the Supreme Court is hearing these arguments. Right. Um, they're hearing arguments. I'm, uh, I'm looking up to see exactly where, where we are on on that. But there's there may be some... Um, some good news on that front because two of the most conservative members of the court and also uh, people that uh, are former uh, idiot-in-chief appointed, which would be Kavanaugh and uh, Tony Barrett, have pretty much expressed concern over over this law, so I think it's it's uh, it's likely that they are going to um, they're going to rule this as being unconstitutional. Um, so they they heard arguments uh, I think on Monday, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, yes, um, so. We should. We'll probably have a decision on on, on this. Uh, and already, they're they're predicting that the court is, that the clinics are going to win by you know by about mm-hmm. a six three vote vote on this. Um, well, so I, I think that's that's kind of good news. Uh, thing that you have to remember about the Supreme Court is that first of all, the Chief Justice Roberts. His God is the law, okay? No matter what anybody yes, else says, it is. His, his, his God and his mistress, very likely, is the law. 
you know, I don't know how he created children, you know, he probably sleeps with a law book. Um, but, uh, and, and I think that that's, that's, that's a really important point. Uh, when you have, when you have justices like Sotomayor and uh, Kavanaugh agreeing on an issue, then you know it's a pretty it's a pretty bad law. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll look forward to seeing what the outcome of that is. But I think it's it's very very likely that that they are going to rule this as unconstitutional um, because in essence, it, I mean, what it is doing is it's circumventing. Uh, law enforcement and government and the right to representation and and so it's it's clearly uh, in conflict with the with the constitution and you know and when you have that kind of uh, situation you have anarchy which there's a certain irony and hilarity to the fact that the the people who are always running around hollering about how bad anarchy is and how all the anarchists would be locked up that they themselves produced a law that would enable anarchy so um yeah so some serious hilarity there anyway that that's that's my take i i think that uh i think they're gonna they're gonna rule this as unconstitutional and then texas will be back to the drawing board to figure out, you know, how they're going to, you know, fuck up women's lives, uh, you know, and and kill clinics and, and everything else. Uh, so so I'm the sure fight won't be... be over is what you're saying. What you're saying is oh. the fight won't be over. The fight will never be over. So we should not tell people to get comfortable, even though this particular decision may not go their way. Um, there is still they're not going to give up is in essence no. what's happening. No. Here's what here's what it comes down to. Here is what it comes down to every fucking day, okay? If you didn't hear anything else that I said today during this entire hour for for our 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 listeners out there, vote. Vote every chance you get in every election that is available to you. Uh, yep. Vote like your life depends on it because, and I don't care if you're voting for a dog catcher or president or anything in between. Vote, vote, yeah. vote. Uh, vote only once. All the vote time. legally. You know, yes. but you have got to vote and you have got to encourage, you know, the your friends, your family, you know, volunteer for a service that takes, you know, old people to the polls, do whatever it takes to to get yes. people mo- mobilized and willing to vote. Because if we are going to turn things around, if we are going to see policies that that we feel reflect our values, we have got to vote and we've got to get everybody to vote. And Anytime you see a piece of disinformation, fucking report that shit, you know? You're on Facebook, you see a bunch of lies, report that shit. They probably won't do anything, but report it anyway. Every chance you get, report it. Report it. Okay, that's all I got. (laughs) Well, that's a perfect way to end the show. So thank you all for listening. Star and I will be back first Thursday of next month. Uh, Do everything Star just said because... That's it. There's nothing else to say. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening. We will see you next month. Goodbye. Ciao, baby.